Hi, gorgeous. Welcome to Fitness and Mimosas, a podcast of girlfriends from around the world who lift up each other, celebrate each other, and embrace our own definition of beautiful. So let's go ahead and put down our kettlebells, slide into a pair of sexy slitters, and have a great time. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Hi, beautifuls. Today, I want to welcome you um, to meet my sister, my girlfriend, Rochelle T. Parks, the health motivator. Hi, gorgeous. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, hi, hi, hi. I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Um, so just to introduce y'all to Rochelle, this is a woman who's reached out to me. She's gotten me so many times when I was down. Um, recently, she retired from the military, been married for 23 years, and with three kids, she lives her life faithfully and meets her goals, meets her standards. And Rochelle, on your Facebook page, you had this quote, and I'm like, this is 120% Rochelle. And it said, when you are authentically you, you have no competition, and you just live it to the T. Like, you set the standard for everything that you do. So I just want to thank you for being you. Wow. So so I guess people really do read my post, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we read them. We read them. What can you share a bit about your story, your background, and what it means to be a health motivator? Wow. Uh, I'll tell you. So, first of all, I don't want to claim, um, you know, coming up with that name. You know, uh, someone said one day, so I was out there. Of course, I've been posting for um, for probably, if, you, if I go back and look at my timeline, I can see videos as early as 2013, right? Mm-hmm. And just trying to motivate people. Honestly, the the whole goal was uh, to get my name out there because five years ago, I said, you know what? I want to retire from the military in five years. I want to do this health and wellness thing. But Rochelle, in order for you to do this, people need to know who you are. And so I started posting, just trying to inspire, encourage, motivate. Um, And that's just, just every day. I was just posting, posting, posting. And then one day someone said, Man, you you like you like a uh, the health motivator, and and I said, ooh, I like that, and uh and I and I took it from that point. So that was probably like two years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, sometimes people just need to an encouraging word. You know, so yeah. many people have told me, um, I didn't feel like it this morning, but when I opened up my my phone, I opened up Facebook, you were the first face that I saw. You know, and I'm not. You know, contrary to popular belief, I'm not screaming at people. I'm not. I'm not even saying do what I do. I'm just saying do something. I'm. I'm just saying move. Get up and move because, you know, sometimes we're tired and 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 you know, I hear people say I'm I'm too tired to exercise, but mm-hmm. I cannot think of one time where I was tired before I exercised and then after I exercised, I felt worse. I always feel better. You always right. feel better, and so, I, you know, I just try to be that voice in your head you know, that little friendly voice to say, you can do it. You can yeah. do it. Despite how you feel today, you can do it. Despite how you feel right now, you can do it, you know. And so that's all. I just try to motivate people to get up and move. I love it. Oprah has a quote. Someone once told her, like, Oprah, the more I saw you being you, it allowed me to be me. And so I mm. sort of feel like that's what you do for people. You know, they see that and then reminds them of what they have inside of themselves. Yeah, that's true. And and so that's why I post, you know, about my family because I am a I'm a wife, I'm a mother, you know. I mean, I was in the military, so I would post about that sometimes, but I mean, we all have stuff, you know. Um I'm busy too, you know. I'm an entrepreneur, uh 
you know, I have a, I have a 21 year old son, so he's an adult, but I also have younger kids too. I have a 14 year old daughter, eight year old daughter, you know, and they want to go out and play. They want to do stuff. They want to be active. My, my eight year old wants to go ride the bike, ride the skateboard, play catch, you know, and whatever. And, yeah. you know, I'm 40, I'm 47 years old, you know, so I had her a little later in life. And so in order for me to um, be able to keep up with her, I got to take care of me. <laughs> I love so it. I tell people, I, I understand, I understand it's a challenge, but, but it can yeah. be done. It's not, it's not impossible. We can do it. And so I just try to encourage them that, you know, life will happen, but guess what? You, you still have to take care of you. So you have a book, the priority has to be you, right? And that's something yeah. um, that I think we hear, but so even if we know it, how do you live it? Uh, uh, how do you live it? So if you if you could if you could, I'm, well, I'm not naive enough to think that every single person on this earth has been on an airplane, but most people have. And if you're on an airplane, if you can just envision being on an airplane and uh, that flight attendant coming up front, you know, and giving you instructions, and he or she says. In the event of an emergency, that oxygen mask is going to drop out of the ceiling, and they instruct you to put yours on first. And the, right. and the reason you do that is so that you can be a benefit to others, right? So you have to take care of you first. And so one day, uh, I can tell you there was a time in my life when I, I wasn't taking care of me. You know, I, I was... I was focused on, you know, being a mom. I was focused on making sure my kids were okay. I was focused on making sure my husband was okay and, you know, and whomever else, the job was okay. And, you know, I was meeting suspenses and deadlines. And, I mean, doing all this stuff, even being an entrepreneur, I was trying to focus on all that, but I wasn't taking care of me. And so, and, and I didn't feel my best as a result. You know, I didn't know I didn't feel my best at the time, but in retrospect, I know I didn't. And then I just had a revelation. I said, you know what, uh, you, can, you can, there's a better way to do this. You know, if, if you take care of you first, you know, if you focus on you and, and, and doing that, it doesn't mean neglecting everybody else. It just means making yourself the priority. I mean, you take care of you. Um, and that's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. That's not just, you know, exercise. That's everything. Um, then everybody wins. You, you're a better you. you just, you're just a better wife. You're a better mother, better sister, better, you know, employee, supervisor, whatever. You, you're just better. And so... Uh, yeah, it's proven. It's proven. I mean, and that perfect illustration is on an airplane. There's a reason why they tell you to do that, you know. And so just follow the model that's, that's already been provided. That's, they've been saying that for years. You know, I don't know who discovered that, but it's, it's true, you know. And so that's, that's, that's how I do it, you know, just by taking care of me. So I do make time to exercise. It is on my schedule. That's not when I have time. That is part of my time. You know, I do, you know, have devotion. I do read. I do, you know, participate in prayer calls. I do get massages, you know, frequently. I mean, you know, just whatever it is that's going to help you to be well, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all those things. Um, yeah, I think everybody wins when you do that. Everybody. I agree. I agree. And sometimes I wonder, like, if it's possible to have that revelation to have that breakthrough without a breakdown, because like I learned that the prior has to be me, but through a really painful way. And if that hadn't happened, I don't know if I would have like reached that sort of like breakthrough. Right. Um, right. Like, 
I used to like, I, well, I still work out, but my motivation was like, okay, so as my little brother is getting sicker, I want to be, if like something happens and I'm on the floor holding him, I can get back up. So then I right. was really working on my presses. And when I say that's entirely different workout when you're like doing it for something, you know, and yeah. praise, praise God that like gave me the strength because there were moments where I didn't have a nurse around and I had to try and get him up into bed or like, yes, I know about foam roll and I went to school, you know, <laughs> to study this stuff, but I never really like worked on stretch and worked on my agility and worked on my mobility until I was holding him one night and I couldn't, I was, my body was in so much pain. So then I was like, okay, so now this is what I need to do to make sure I can hold on my arms a little longer. Right. But I meet so many different women who it's like, we realize we have to take care of ourselves, but it's after breaking down somehow, you know, it's after like sort of hitting a wall. Is it possible yeah. to have that type of turnaround without hitting the wall? Do you think? It, of course, of course it's possible. If, if you believe, you know, but it's kind of like, you know, uh, you know, not to make it biblical, but it's kind of like Thomas no, holding his, his finger in the side. You know, sometimes you have to, sometimes people have to touch the fire to know that it's hot, you know, but I'm yeah. here. I'm here on Facebook every day or social media saying it's hot. You don't have to touch it. Trust me, it's hot, you know, um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes we have to have those hard lessons. I, I was talking to uh, one of my health coaching clients this morning and uh so this is she's doing a uh, a cleanse with me um and i kind of coach her through it and this is only day two she just started yesterday okay. and she told me after 24 hours she said i can't believe she said i i feel so much better already just after 24 yes. hours and just just saying i i didn't she said i know my sister told me my niece told me because both her sister and her niece had gone through this program with me and she said they told me this would happen she said but i just i just I just couldn't believe that it would happen so fast after 24 hours, you know, and even yeah. though two people, two people had told her, you know, and so it's human nature, human nature. Sometimes, you know, uh, but, you know, we, we make, sometimes that makes the, the, the best testimony, the person that has gone through versus the person that hasn't gone through it all. It's kind of like experience versus book knowledge. You know what I mean? So yeah. Sometimes you you know you you can you can add more to it. A person that's just read the book, yeah, you have the information, whatever, but you've never experienced it. See, when you experience it, you have more. You have more to add, and people will be more apt to listen to you when when you've gone through it. You know, and so that's why I that's why I'm transparent. You know, with um, I said, look, I didn't always eat this way. There was a time when, you know, my son who's 21 now, but at the age of seven, he had five cavities. You know why? Because of the food I was giving him. You know. Mm -hmm. Our cabinets were filled with processed foods, you know. That's why, you know, somebody can say I'm a little tough now because I know the struggle, but I also know that you can change. It just, it just right. requires you having a change of mind, mindset and making a decision, you know. So I, I, I'm not offering any, um, I won't say leniences or whatever. I'm not, I'm not giving you a pass on this one, you know what I mean, because I know what's possible because I was there. Yeah. I was there. Oh, so, I love, yeah, it's, it's okay. I love that. So, and we'll have in the show notes and again at the end, but for anyone who would like to get your book or to join your cleanse, where would they go? Well, so uh, my website, uh, rochelletparts.com, you know, that's my name, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, the letter T as in Tom, Parks, P-A-R-K-S.com. That's my site. Um, you know, I do 30-day fitness challenges, 
you know, I do the uh, the Fresh Start cleanses. You know, I'm a certified health coach, so I have people mm-hmm. doing one-on-one health coaching. But you can contact me through my site. Um, that's the best best way. I'm also on social media, you know, Facebook at Rochelle T. Parks, uh, Instagram um, at Rogam, that's R-H-O-G-A-M. So just trying to, you know, inspire the people, actually trying to motivate the people, right? So I believe motivation is is extrinsic and, and inspiration is intrinsic. So I try to motivate others so that they will be inspired to do better, you know, just do better. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. How, can you talk a little bit about giving yourself grace for when you're at a point in your life, like, you know what, I'm not where I want to be. And I want to start, you know, when I start over, I want to have a reset. How do you give yourself grace for that? I want to say grace for letting yourself down, but grace for putting the reset, pushing the reset button. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're not perfect people. You know, we're not perfect people. I'll give you a prime example. So, to me, it's, it's about lifestyle changes. I, I do not promote anything that, that I can't do for the rest of my life. So I'm not into the you know, the, uh, I'll just call them fads, you know, fad diets or whatever. I just don't think you're going to do that for the rest of your life. I, I try to promote things I can do for the rest of my life, right? And so it's a lifestyle, you know, lifestyle changes. And for me, it's like 80-20, you know, 80-20, 85-15. So you're, if you eat clean 80 to 85% of the time, that 15 to 20% that you may deviate, you, you should be, you know, okay. And so if you were doing great, just say Monday through Friday, right? Mm-hmm. You're on your game. And then Saturday, you say you, you fell off, you had a cheeseburger, you had pizza, you had some candy, whatever. And you feel and some people feel like a failure. I'm like, No, you've been doing great Monday through Friday. That's the lifestyle. We're not, we're not gonna be perfect. Yeah. I don't want people to think I'm home eating wheatgrass every day, because I'm not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I do have a life we live, you know, and so it's okay to have those indulgences. You just can't have them every day. You know, it's yeah. okay to, to, to have a reset you know, you go on vacation, you know, for uh, a week or whatever, and you may just overindulge, whatever. You come back, you do a reset, you know, because I promise you, if you go away for a week and you say you put on three, four, five pounds, when you come back and you resume your, your normal way of eating, that 80-20, right, when you do that, the, the weight will just peel off. It'll just come right back off because that's not what you normally do, right? Yeah. But if... But if you're already, you know, um, hokey pokey, as I call it, if you hokey pokey with your <laughs> with your workout before the before the vacation, and you hokey yeah. pokey when you come back, then the weight won't come off. You just added five pounds. That's that's you know, true. That's, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, you, yeah, you just added five pounds, so it's okay. I'm not stressed. I tell people, you go on vacation, you enjoy yourself. Don't be stressed on vacation. I mean, I do exercise on vacation, but I'm not killing myself. I mean, that's part of my lifestyle. But I will eat. Guess what? If they have a buffet, you know, or all you can eat, and they got pizza, or they got ice cream. I'm, I'm gonna partake. You know, yeah. it's okay. I don't do that every day. I love it. What is your favorite healthiest recipe of all time? Oh wow! <laughs> I'm a, I'm a foodie, so I had to ask. <laughs> wow! I don't, you know, so I, I facilitate this. Um, biblical nutrition class at my church called Treasures of Healthy Living. And, and it has a cookbook uh, with it. And I tell you, there's so many delicious recipes. But what I love about them, they're all healthy, right? So it's, it, you know, none of the pres- recipes call for white sugar or any type of harmful uh, ingredient whatsoever. Um, you know, 
gosh, there's too many in that book. There's this honey mustard chicken that I love. Um, they have a lot of salads that I love, you know, uh, strawberry, um, spinach salad. Um, someone brought a broccoli cauliflower salad on last Thursday, but, uh, bean salad. It's so many. I don't think I have one recipe. I really don't. I, I, I pull recipes from the cookbook and then, you know, I try to meal prep, you know, uh, weekly, you know, for my family. And I may like this week I did, um, I did 15 bean soups. So I do multiple dishes. I did 15 bean soup. I did a, I roasted a whole chicken. Um, I did some spaghetti. Um, I did a steam, some broccoli, uh, steam, some fresh string beans. I did a pot of brown rice. Uh, oh, and I did a pan of cornbread. <laughs> oh, you're making me hungry. <laughs> I did a pan of cornbread. I sure did. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I made on Sunday. Um, and that's, you know, to last for the week. So, but I really don't think I have a a favorite recipe. I just try to, you know, we like to eat. We like to eat. We like to eat good food, you know, and our, the food is good and tasty and it's healthy. It's not killing us. So, but I really don't think I have one favorite. Um, do you have any easy meal prep tips? Sure. I um I like to keep it simple, you know. Uh we eat a lot of chicken, you know, chicken breast, chicken legs, chicken wings, um, skinless, boneless, chicken thighs. We do a lot of chicken. You know, for me, it's easy. Meal prepping is pretty easy. You know, I you lay it all out, right? So I, I, I bring it all out at once. All my chicken, you know, I, I rinse it, whatever. I season it all at once. Um, throw it in the oven. It's kind of like you set it and forget it. Once you get that in the oven, then you can start working on other things. Yeah. You know, the brown rice is simple. You know, you get that going. You can make that while you're doing some browning, some ground beef or ground turkey for your spaghetti. You know, the vegetables are super easy. You can do those at the end. But it's just uh, this thing doesn't have to be stressful. You know, a lot of people stress over meal prepping. I'm like, it's, it's really not difficult. You know, the hardest part is just figuring out what you're going to eat. Once you have in your mind, you know, so create that menu before you go to the store. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you can recall um, back in the day, you know, people used to go to the store weekly, you know. And so I pretty much go to the store weekly you know, but that's mainly for my leafy greens and my vegetables because, I'm, you know, we do fresh vegetables um, or we do some frozen as well. But it's mainly fruit and produce is normally what I'm going to the store weekly for. Uh, my meats, of course, you can buy those and, and freeze those. But, yeah, just preparation, you know, knowing ahead of time what you're going to make, I think, is the key. And a lot of times, the, you know, we don't take the time to plan. You know, yeah. you say if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So in my mind, I know what I'm going to eat. You know, I go to the store, I purchase only what I need, you know, for that, you know, for that meal planning session. Come back, I prepare it, I'm done. I'm done for the week. So I tell people I give up three hours on, you know, um, in the, on a given day for the rest of the week. I'll give it up. Three hours is too yeah. easy versus stressing out every day about, you know, what I'm going to make. So just no, planning is, is everything. It's like because the short-term decision to eat the wrong thing has a long-term impact in terms of what it does to your health and, you know, how it's on your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. I saw a meme that said uh, the fat lasts longer than the flavor. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> 
Yeah. That that says it all. The fat lasts longer than the flavor. So you may what you what may take you two minutes to eat or drink, you know. I mean, really. You just think of it like this. So, you know, if you for those that like on the treadmill a lot or so you can be on the treadmill for an hour and probably only burn five hundred calories, right? You can consume five five hundred calories in less than ten minutes. You know. Yeah. But it's gonna take you an hour to, 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 to burn it. You know, I'm like, is it really worth it? Ten minutes versus versus an hour. Is it really worth it? Yeah, true. <laughs> um, you had a video where you talked about skin and how it's the largest organ in your body and having the garlic. Can you talk about that? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I do. So, so okay, sixty percent. So let let me just say this. Okay. How you feel from day to day has everything to do with not only what you put in your body, but what you expose your body to, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so 60% of what you put on your skin goes directly into your bloodstream, right? That That is a fact, right? And yeah. so I tell people, I say, if you don't believe me, you can do your own experiment. You know, I've done it plenty of times and I've had other people, others to do it. You take a piece of garlic, right? Um, just a little clove of garlic, fresh garlic, you peel it, you know, you take off your sock, you place it between your, your toes, like the big toe, you know, and then the toe next to it. And you could put your sock back on just to keep it in place. And you just let it sit there and you see how long it takes before you can taste that garlic in your mouth. You know, mm. you taste it in your mouth and you'll start to smell it in your nostrils. And normally it happens around 20, 25 minutes, somewhere up in there. But it's, I mean, I've had so, so many people do it. As a matter of fact, I just did it again. I think it was uh, over the weekend, um, just doing it. You know, I hadn't done it in, you know, a while. So let me just do it again. And for me, it was about 23 minutes. But yeah, and so, and that's garlic. Garlic garlic is a good thing, right? Going into right. your, and, but, but think of all the other things we place on our skin. That's not so great, you know? And so you start thinking about your, your lotions, your, your perfumes, your deodorants, you know, all these things that we use day to day, personal care products that we have no idea, you know, uh, the harm, you know, the harmful ingredients that are, uh, you know, the products that are in the ingredients that's going into our bloodstream, you know, and I, I truly believe that's why we're so sick today. You know, that's why the cancer rates are so high today. Yeah. Look at, you know, we're just taking in toxins daily without even knowing. Exactly. And it's not very regulated, like, especially if it's something like makeup, you know, or lotions. I don't know that it's yeah. regulated. <laughs> we put yeah, it everywhere. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, skincare products, uh, yeah, makeup, all those things. 60% is going right into mm-hmm. the bloodstream. That's so scary. So the fitness industry is a multi-million, if not billion-dollar industry, right? And especially around this time, you see a lot of ads it seems like extra pop-ups say you can get this transformation you can do x y and z you're gonna look like this you know and you almost feel that like pressure to sort of transform to meet that when it comes to transformations what would you say is realistic like what are realistic expectations what one to two pounds a week one mm-hmm. one to two pounds a week i am not again i am not into promoting anything that you can't do for the rest of your life. And so I don't promote two a day workouts. I don't promote, you know, these extreme things that you're not going to maintain, you know, 
I promote lifestyle changes, you know, one to two pounds a week. Now, of course, if a person is obese, you know, has a lot of weight to lose, they're probably going to lose more than that in the beginning, you know, then it's going to level off, you know, but we are, we are so in a hurry to do everything, you know, um, we're, we're a microwave society. So one to two pounds a week, you know, people are not satisfied with that. They want more. They, they always want more, you know? So I said, look, it's 52 weeks in the year. If you lost 52 pounds, would you be happy with that? And somebody would say, yeah, of course. I'm like, well, that's, that's one pound a week. Yeah. That's what that is, you know, yeah. but they, they, don't, they don't see it as that. Um, you know, two pounds a week, you know, they're not excited about that. I'm like, but that's, that's 104 pounds in a year. Yeah. You know, who, who wouldn't be excited about that? But, you know, so just I'm constantly having to reprogram a person's mind, you know, uh, adjust their perspective, you know, on, on things and, you know, like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But they're just, they're looking at everybody else. They're looking at the ads. They're looking at, you know, all these uh, promotions that's going on now, especially we're hitting summer, people thinking about beach bodies and all this stuff. And, <laughs> you know, uh, never mind what they've been doing the whole winter, but now they want a beach body in, in 30 days. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. So you've heard the quote, um, sugar and spice and everything nice. Um, you're such a grounded person. What is the foundation of what makes Rochelle T. Parks, Rochelle T. Parks? Rochelle T. Parks is real. Mm. Um, um, I'm, I'm going to give it to you straight. Um, yeah. But but in love, in love, I'm not I'm not a fan of hurting people's feelings or anything like that. I'm not trying to do that. Your feelings may be hurt, but that's not the intent, you know, but I I will give it to you straight in love. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you the facts. I said, I'm not, I think, I think my word is my bond. And not only that, I'm not just talking about it. I am about it, you know, yeah. so I, I, I practice what I preach, you know, for lack of a better, you know, word, I practice what I preach. I'm not just telling you what to do. I'm showing you how to do it, you know. Um, I'm showing you um, that it can be done, you know. Um, but small, simple changes, you know. Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm 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 about prevention. I I try to promote wellness uh, in totality, you know, holistic. I take a holistic approach. So it's it's mind, body, and spirit. It's not just. Even though y'all see me working out every day, I recognize that the, it's the whole person. The whole person needs to be well, not not just not just look good. I know many people who look good but feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not it's not about that. It's the whole person, you know. And so for that, you know, not only is your emotional wellness, your spiritual wellness, but you know, on the health side, um, you know, I'm about promoting health at the cellular level. It's it's an inside out job. You know, it's mm-hmm. not an outside in. It's an inside out. And how do you juggle, like, um, well, you still work because you have a business, but how do you juggle, like, family, working, school? And then I know, like, you're always studying. So you're always, like, getting another certification or pushing yourself further. Um, like, how do you juggle all those different components of your life? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's it's the daily uh sometimes daily adjustments you know it's nothing perfect as a matter of fact my my daughters and I just sat down last night and put together a schedule right because I'm this is all new me being home every day this is new right and they just got out of school so it's summertime um so everybody's home you know my husband works from home and so I'm like okay I don't I didn't want my my eight-year-old running to me every 10 minutes saying, Mommy, what what are we going to do? Let's do this, let's do that. When I know I'm home, but I got work to do. You know, I have right. a business that I'm trying to build. And so we sat down last night, we put together a schedule, right? And I'm looking at it because it's on my wall right now in my office. I'm looking at their schedule and my schedule. And it just kind of keeps them busy, keeps us both busy, um, actively engaged from the moment they wake up until around 2.30 in the afternoon. And then after that, we can have recreation. And so... Uh, and so for this, this is, like I said, this is new for us, but going forward, they know around 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, is the time we can do some recreation, we can do some things, but we we got to work, you know. So for them, they're yeah. going to be doing reading, doing math, you know. They got um, Bible time. You know, they have some things that they have to knock out as well. Uh, so, but that, you know, of course, my 21-year-old, even though he's, he's an adult, he still requires time, you know, I try to stay engaged with him and what's going on in his life. You know, my husband, same thing. Um, yeah, but I'm not perfect. You know, I haven't said I cracked the code on all of that. You know, sometimes it's adjustments that need to be made. Sometimes you got to tweak some things. Sometimes you may, you know, be too too far into one thing and not enough into the other thing. You have to make adjustments. And so it's about uh, recognizing when you need to make the adjustments, you know, seeing it for what it is, acknowledging and, and making the adjustment, you know, it's, it's sometimes it can be constant reset. You know, it's not like you, not like you putting it in the oven, you set it and forget it. Sometimes you got, you got to adjust, you know? Um, so yeah, it's trial and error with some of it, even like this schedule, we're going to try it. We started it on, on Monday. We just put it together last night. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try it on Monday and see, see how this works. Um, might have to make some adjustments, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, a lot of this stuff is trial and error. I don't think it's it's any, you know, cookie cutter approach to anything. You know, when you're talking about balancing, you know, uh, work, family, you know, business, you know, all of that. I don't think it's a cookie cutter approach. You have to, you know, every family's different. Dynamics can be different in every family, you know, depending on the ages of the children, you know, um, uh, relationship, which is spouse, uh, you know, the needs. Of each, you know, of each of those, it, it just depends. It's no cookie cutter approach. So you have to see what works. You know, try something. If it doesn't work, you make an adjustment based on, you know, the results you get from what you know, yeah. whatever it is you try. You know, but you have to start somewhere. And so for me, this was my attempt at starting somewhere. I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I had to, you know, I had to, I had to put something in place. No, I love it. I love your like transparency and saying like, hey, you don't we don't have to be Pinterest perfect or a master in everything. It's just seeing like what goes, what floats the boat. Yeah. Yeah. How do you keep the fire going? Like how do you stay passionate about what you're doing? Oh wow. Uh, I think it goes back to your why. You know, everybody has a why. You know, for whatever it is they're passionate about, it's a why. So for me, you know, um, the, the baby of, of eight kids, uh, you know, I'm from Houston, Texas originally, and so I'm the baby of eight. Um, I've already lost both, both of my parents. Um, both of my parents died of lung cancer. My mother died in 2012. My father died in 2007. 
I've already lost two brothers. Uh, and so, and I was just home two weekends ago and just to see, you know, you know, everybody's not doing well, you know what I mean? Just yeah. health wise, everybody's not doing well. And so I wanted something different, you know, I, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, I guess being the baby of eight, you know, kids, I saw the path that my siblings took, you know, and if, mm-hmm. and if it was the if it was a dead end, if it was destruction at the end of that road, that's not the road I want to go down. You, you know what right. I mean? So it's kind of like looking ahead and seeing the people, the route that they took before you. If it, if it was paradise at the end of the road, that's the road I want to follow. But if not, I may not want to go down that road, you know. And so when, when you start talking about, you know, that's why I really... You know, I won't say use the word upset, but I'm just like, gosh, when you go to the doctors and they start asking you questions about things that run in your family, you know, you have a family history of diabetes or high cholesterol or, or uh, high blood pressure or even cancer. And and to me, sometimes it, it gives a false, uh, it puts the wrong thoughts in, in a person's head because sometimes we think because our mother or our father or our grandmother or whatever was diabetic, that we're destined to be diabetic. And, yeah. and there's nothing there's nothing genetic about that, especially if it's type two diabetes. That's all lifestyle, you know. Yeah, it is. And so what what it does mean though is if you continue to go down that same path that your mother or your father or your or your grandmother, you know, a grandfather took, then the chances are you will be diabetic as well. Right? Mm. So so it's it's about you know, uh, um, lifestyle. It's about, you know, if you continue to do that, with us, which is familiar to you, it has nothing to do with genes, you know, our, our, our genetic makeup. It has nothing to do with that, you know. Um, and so that that's the message I try to convey to people. But some people think, oh, I, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, my mother had diabetes or my mother had high blood pressure or high, just whatever, and they just think they're, they're supposed to have it. I'm like, no, you don't have to. Lifestyle changes. You know, if if you're if you're eating like them or if your lifestyle is, is like then yeah, chances are but I've 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 helped too many people. I've helped too many people in my short forty seven years on this earth, I've helped too many people um change that dynamic, you know, make make that paradigm shift, you know, but it just starts with education. So mm-hmm. yeah, my why. My why is is, is just uh that fuels my passion, you know, wanting to have a healthier life, wanting to not just be healthy for me and not just for my kids, but my kids' kids, you know, generations to come, you know, leaving a leaving a, a legacy of health for my family, you know. Yeah. And you just, I think you touched, just touched on this, but you talk a bit about the psychology of, like, you saw what might have happened to like your other family members and you saw outside of that, or you saw an alternative route. Um, and whether it's health or just life in general, seeing outside this circle, realizing that it's not like in your circle, how are you able to, to sort of see outside of that? Because you're right. Sometimes people, they think, well, all we have, all we, all we know is what we see. Right. And so if they're right. seeing negative things, they're like, end that. So what would you say to someone who almost either doesn't know that the other life is there or they feel like they don't have a way out of the circle they're in? Well, they just have to believe that they do. I mean, you know, right now it's like, it's just kind of like uh, when someone says, if someone tells me, 
they say, Rochelle, you know, I recognize I'm an emotional eater. When 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 tragedy hits my life or when this happens, I I tend to eat. I'm like, okay, so right now you you've acknowledged it, you said it, you know what the trigger is. Now it's up to you not to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. like okay, the ball is in your court. You know, the, first of all, stop claiming that that you're an emotional eater and and do something about it. You it's not like. The emotional eating, you know, just clocked you over the head. You didn't know what hit you. You you told me when <laughs> this happens, I do this. Right. You know what I mean? You, you fully recognize what has happened. So the same thing with someone, if I'm talking to someone and they're saying, that's all I see is this. And also, I'm like, okay, but I'm telling you right now, it doesn't have to be. I'm telling you, I have countless of, of, of uh, examples of people who have changed, who have made a difference, who have, but you got to want it. It goes mm-hmm. back to how bad do you want it? You you can sit back in your little bubble and continue to say that, right, and do nothing, right? right. Or you can decide to do something different. And and I think so many people choose to sit back and do nothing as if they have no control. And I'm like, no, you, you're in control. You You decide what you eat. You decide, you know, if you exercise, you, you decide. Yeah, there's no, there too right. many resources. There are too many resources. Free resources. Yeah. Google. I mean, YouTube. <laughs> there's too many resources for a person to say that. So again, I'm not accepting that. I'm not giving that pass. There's too many. Mm-hmm. So you know, you either choose to, you know, as, as my my mother would say, poop or get off the pot. I think I might have to borrow that and not from your mom. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love it. So with fitness, um, and it's not, well, most of the fitness industry, especially if you go back in the practices, and I just realized this somewhat recently, but most of the protocols were designed by men and most of the foundations of it as it is now, it's designed by men. How do you think, or what do you think fitness will look like if instead of, um, and also most of the popular like instructors are men as well, but in, instead of men being the popular instructors, the founding, I could say the founding females of fitness were like Eva Longoria, Halle Berry, or Beyonce, or in other terms, like how do you think fitness would look like if you were to design what it looked like from the beginning? If we designed it from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, if a woman designed it, like for example, um, someone else said she thought it would be more body positive. So like, maybe less booty pics and like more like, and someone else said, well, my leggings would actually fit me. But do you think fitness will look any differently if women were the ones that designed it instead of men? Well, I think, I mean, I was just talking about this on a Facebook live earlier today. Um, I, I, I don't think it would be as much uh, resistance training if, mm. if it was females, it would be way more cardio, you know, um, cause as a whole, I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, but as a whole, you know, from what, from where I sit, from what I see, and I don't see everything, but just from where I sit as a whole, uh, women tend to, um, gravitate more towards cardio versus resistance training. Right. And so I think it will be a lot less, you know, weightlifting, um, be a whole lot more Zumba and, you know, just cardio, period, Pilates or whatever, just cardio. Uh, but but I, I would agree, though, there would be a lot less pictures, you know, like 
revealing pictures. You know, it's not yeah. so body centric. Um, if it was a female, but but first thought, I, it would be way more cardio than than uh, weight training. That's that's what I think, and and I think you know and that's a myth. I try to dispel that myth with the women. Right. To say you know, I was just talking about it honestly this morning on the on the Facebook Live, and I was saying that you know we need it. We all need it. I mean, we need both. We need cardio, but we need resistance training. And so many women I know want to lose weight. They want to trim the fat, you know, tone the muscle, but that's all they're doing is cardio, you know. And so someone told me this analogy uh, years ago, and I still use it to this day because it, it just, it just, you know, um, paints the perfect picture. They say, if do you want to? They say when you're when you're doing uh, cardio you know, any type of cardio exercise, you're burning calories at the rate of a match, right? When you're doing resistance training, you're burning calories at the rate of a bonfire, right? So which one would you rather have, the match or the bonfire, right? And then not only that, doing resistance training uh, or doing the uh, cardio, the minute you stop the exercise, the burning stops. Mm-hmm. With resistance training, you're burning calories 24/7. So just, but but we need we need both. We need both. I I promote you need cardio and resistance training. But if I could just get my ladies to really um, take that on, you know, I'm like you're gonna see yeah. results way faster if you incorporate both, you know, versus just doing the cardio. But do you think maybe that comes from like fear because? Because, like, a lot of the pictures and stuff growing up were, like, men working out with the big muscles, so they're scared of yeah. looking big versus, like, this is what we'd have designed, but it's, like, more of a fear thing that we sort of landed into the category. category. No, you know I, what I mean? No, absolutely. I, I, I know that's what it is. They, You know, people say, but I don't want to I don't want to look like a man. I don't want to. I'm like, and, you know, and neither do I, you know. Yeah. Um, nobody, you know. Nobody wants to do that. So it's all about how you lift, you know. And again, I, I mentioned this on my Facebook Live. I said you, if you can't lift fifteen, at least fifteen to twenty reps, it's too heavy, you know, because we're we're going for for toning, you know, sculpting, um, you know, burning the the fat. That's what we want to do. If you can only get eight to ten to twelve reps, it's too heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you, you're building muscle, you know. And we're not looking to build; we're just looking to tone and shape and sculpt um, and burn fat. So I just mentioned this. So it's about how you lift. You can still do resistance training, but if you're doing 15 to 20 reps, you know, um, really, you, you, you're not building. You're not getting bigger. You're just toning and shaping and sculpting. So yeah. it's an education. It's just education. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, I agree. What would you tell your 11-year-old self, and what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Ooh, 11. Um, <laughs> 11-year-old self. 11 for me, I was sixth grade. Uh, 11 is um, don't, you know, don't be overly concerned about what others think of you. It's none Mm -hmm. of your business. It's none of your business what others think of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think at that age, we're just really concerned about what everybody else thinks, you know. And then my, you said my 20-year-old self? Yep, your 21-year-old self. Oh, 21-year-old self. Wow. Um, you don't know it all. 
<laughs> oh, goodness. And I say that because I know at 21, I know we think we do. You know, <laughs> you know I did. You know, I joke because uh, so I, my husband and I got married at, I was 23, right before I turned 24. So I got married maybe two, three months before I turned 24. And I couldn't understand why nobody was enthused. You know, we couldn't understand what the problem was. I mean, we're grown, we're getting married, you know, what's the big deal? But nobody was really excited about that. And uh, so now here I am, uh, the mother of a 21, almost 22-year-old who I know is nowhere near ready to be married. I, I understand <laughs> now why, why they were not enthused, you know. I mean, you know, we, we were still kids. I mean, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I was an adult, but I didn't know. It was so much more to know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. 21, you don't know everything. <laughs> there you go. So I have two last questions for you. But before I ask them, where can we find you? What do you mean, like where? Like um, uh, like your website. Um, oh, okay. Your yeah. social so, media uh, handles. My website is uh, RochelleTParks.com, you know, so it's my name. So that's easy, Rochelle T. Parks. Don't forget my T. Right? <laughs> Parks.com. Um, I'm on Facebook at, at Rochelle T. Parks. Um, I'm on Instagram at Rogam. That's R-H-O-G-A-M. Uh, uh, those are the easiest. I'm on, you know, I'm on social media every day. So those are the easiest ways to contact me. I'm on my Facebook every day. You can you know, find out about the services that I offer on my website, uh, whether it's my 30-day fitness challenge, my my one-on-one um, -on -one health coaching. You know, I have, you know, I do health seminars. I do bread-making classes. I do grocery store tours. I do kitchen analysis, you know, uh, health and wellness consults. I, I mean, I I do it all, you know, yeah. try to be, try to be your one-stop shop, you know, offer, you know, safe, uh, healthy, uh, nutritional supplements, weight loss supplements, sports nutrition supplements, skincare products. I'm your one-stop shop, right? So that's how you can reach me. And ladies, I have to say, when you look at Rochelle's stuff, it's all stuff that you can do. Like, you don't look at it and be like, oh, that would be nice. But it's all, like, actionable things that you can do. Yeah. So that's, that's what I love about your stuff. Um, what does femininity mean to you? Uh, femininity. So, um, to me, that's, that's having the confidence and the flexibility to, um, and this is, a, you know, Rochelle T. Park's definition, to not <laughs> feeling like you, to not having the, the confidence and, the, and I'll just say having the confidence um, to be you. You, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I've, I've, I've never... I've never really been one to wear a lot of makeup, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I can recall uh, as a child, you know, uh, relatives, you know, saying, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Wear more dresses, wear more, you know, and I'm like, ah, you know, I wasn't big yeah. on dresses. I wore, I wore them, but I'm like, is that, do, do I have to wear them? You know, <laughs> I mean, I wore them. It was okay. Um, but I, you know, that wasn't my go-to, you know, and so, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable in my own skin, you know, mm -hmm. but sometimes it, it takes years for some women to be comfortable in their own skin. And so having the confidence to be you, you know, uh, still be a woman, you know, I'm still a woman, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, um, 
you know, and I can do the makeup, you know, what you saw with my photo shoot, and I look good when I do it. You know? Girl, you're beautiful either way. You slayed but, it. But I look good, you know, but I, yeah, I look good without it too. I look great without it too. But I'm just saying, just being comfortable, having the confidence to be you, you know, whatever that is, whether that's in my sweats, in my workout gear, whether that's I have on makeup, I have on a dress, I have on heels, I have on shorts. Just, yeah, being comfortable, having the confidence to be you. I love it. I love it. So my last question for you is, um, so you and I are in Eric Thomas's Breathe University um, group. That's where we met. And we have an accountability call at 6 a.m. And now everyone, we all state our goals. We always say, I will. <laughs> yeah. We always say, I will, because of the gorgeous Rochelle. And, and I'm so glad that was implemented because at first, and I love everyone a piece of it first, it's like, well, I kind of, or, you know, I might get to it or I should. Right, the right. The tone of the group changed when everyone's like, okay, I will. And now if exactly. someone starts saying, oh, I should, I'm going to plan. We all just sort of look at them like, wait, what? <laughs> what happened to I will? Like, what? Where are your reps? <laughs> um, but can you just for a moment, just speak about the importance of having a mindset for the when and the words that you use? Wow. See, I, I, so I have to credit my husband with this. He, you know, he taught me to pay attention to what people say, right? Mm. And, the, and the crazy thing about it is I don't even think people pay attention to what they say. You know, yeah. they don't, we, we are very, naturally, we are very, um, uh, we're fearful of commitment, naturally, you know. And so that's why you ask them, are you going to be able to make it? They say, I'll try, you know. I'm like, no. When someone tells me they're going to try, to me, that means no. You know, you, you have to commit. You know, so when I, you know, I need to, I got to, I want to, those you haven't decided to yet. See, when you when yeah. you decide to do it, that's when you say, I will. You know, those are not words, but in their mind, they, they think, well, I'm, you know, I said I, I need to do this, I got to do this, but you, you, you have to decide to do because nothing happens. I talk about that in my book. Nothing happens until you make a decision. Nothing mm. happens until you make a decision. And so that's the only difference between someone who's killing it and someone who's not. Yes. They, the person who's killed it made a decision to kill it. Yep. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This was just amazing. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. Yes, this was awesome. This is so, so cool. So, ladies, thanks so much for joining Michelle and I at the table to sit through our cocktail. Remember to make life beautiful, but to also be your own definition of beautiful. So, love you all. Have a beautiful day. Hi, gorgeous. If any part of this podcast made you go, yes, girl, yes, girl, yes, (laughs) please rate this podcast and leave a review below. This is a sisterhood, and the more we support each other, the more we get to stand together. To test out more booty building workouts, get your free six-day booty transformation guide at bombshellbuttlift.com. And in the words of Coco Chanel, you can be gorgeous at 30, charming at 40, and irresistible for the rest of your life. Love you. Have a beautiful day.